Well, hello, Salt Church. How you doing today? <laughs> so good to see you here with us at our first service here at uh, at the Beach Cinema L House. Uh, thank you for uh, coming. If you have brought turkeys today, we're aiming for 200. It looked like we were kind of hitting 50 or 60 out there already here in the first service. Praise God for that. Um, and uh, we're so thankful that you've come out and you're a part of this. If you're, if you're new with us today, um, you have a connection card in your seat. In fact, if you've been with us for a while, you have a connection card sitting around you. If you wouldn't mind filling that out, if you're, if you're new with us, we want to just connect with you. You can hand that off as you go out the door at our next steps area, and we have a special gift for you. We just thank you so much for being with us, and we just want to honor you today. And um, I promise you we won't sell your email or anything like that. We just want to want to give you more information about our church. We're we're uh, we, we just we got a lot of exciting things happening. It's a great family to be a part of and just want to give you some connection pieces. Uh, uh, and I know I realize that many of you are kicking the tires and trying to figure out if this is your church. But, you know, we love you and we just thank you that you're here. Also, next week we have uh, lunch with Leon directly after the, uh, both services or, or actually the second service. We meet over at Beach Bella Pizza over near the oceanfront and we'll provide pizza for you. And you want to come out and check more, uh, uh, kind of meet me a little more and, and hear more about the church. I'd, I'd love to have you. Uh, with us. Uh, so um, I am super excited to be back. I was out last week. In fact, I haven't spoken in the last two weeks. So uh, that, that's kind of, so I, I'm ready to speak today. Okay. I'm ready to share. And hopefully um, I, I don't go too long because I have so much to share in this Be Generous series. I won't go long, I promise, okay, if you're getting a little worried about that. Because right afterwards, we have some barbecue outside that you can grab and uh, we have jump houses for the kids and things like that. So so it won't be uh, too long. But uh, um, I, I, I thank my, uh, Michael Simone for launching our series last week called Be Generous. B-E-E Generous. Cause, and here's the idea of, of the series is that bees are the most generous creatures on the planet. Bees are the most generous creatures on the planet. I, I believe that. And, and uh, pollinators in general are are kind of keeping the earth alive, right? I mean, uh, here's what pollinators do. They produce one-third of the food supply by, by giving us countless fruits and, and vegetables, and uh, they take care of one-half of the world's oils and fibers and natural raw resources, and, and, uh, they, they, and they, these things are used to create medicines and things like that. Uh, they, they prevent soil erosion. They clean up streams and rivers and waterways. They produce oxygen we breathe. I mean, we actually breathe the oxygen that, that, that they produce because uh, they help uh, make the plants fertile. Um, and uh, 80% of pollinators in the world are bees, are bees. So the idea of, of generosity, these bees work and work, and you, some of you don't like bees because you've been stung by them, or <laughs> I don't know, maybe they're, they're the most feared animal to you, but they're actually a very generous and gracious animal, and without them, we would be missing a very uh, valuable part of our ecosystem. Our, our ecosystem would just be radically changed if we did not have bees these bees are working and they don't even know how generous they are they're like giving and, and and pollinating things and in the same way the church exists to give life to the world the, the church exists just like bees i want us to imagine ourselves as the people 
the, the bees, <laughs> the people that give life, that pollinates uh, the world. Um, the ch- if the church didn't exist, culture would be radically different. The church has changed culture. By the church being present in specific areas, in cities, and environments, and in, in, in communities, it has brought life to communities. Uh, the church has brought hospitals. They've, they've put orphanages in place. The, uh, uh, educational institutions were started. Some of the most popular educational and most uh, uh, valued educational systems were started by churches, by Christians, by Christian leaders, by people who wanted to bring change to culture. The, the, the Red Cross was start, started by a Christian businessman in Switzerland. The Salvation Army was started by a Christian missionary, William Booth. So we have, and, and the things that they're still doing today that, that go beyond them, they have gone on to be with the Lord, but things are still flourishing through these in institutions and it's all because of the church the church is valuable in bringing life bringing life to our world so what does the bible say about it so let me just give you a little bit of um of information here first of all uh when you're, when you're studying the Bible, you kind of look at the word count of how things are used in, in Scripture. It kind of expresses the importance. If, if there's a lot of, of, of use of a word, then it's probably important. And believe is really important in Scripture. How many of you would agree that believe is pretty important? Because you need to believe. Well, believe is, uh, is mentioned 272 times in Scripture. Pray is pretty important, right? We need to pray. Praise, super important. God needs to hear our prayers. We, need, we connect with God through our prayers, right? And it's mentioned 371 times in Scripture. Love, love's a big deal, right? Because God is love, right? <laughs> I mean, God is love, and we talk about God being love and how he loves you, and we sing about God being love, and it's mentioned 714 times. But give is mentioned 2,161 times in Scripture. Wow. And, and if that's there that many times, it's probably important to God. It's probably important to God. Giving is, is significantly important. Why? Because our God is a generous God. Amen? He gave His only Son. He is the most generous of generous. He defines generosity and, and people, here's what I believe. People don't have to be uh, convinced to be generous, okay? Because uh, something deep down inside yourself says, I want to be generous. I need to be generous. I, I, there's something inside of us that's more important than just our little selfish world. Even though we fight ourselves over these things, you know, because we are selfish people. There's something deep down inside of us and that, that, that we are designed to be generous. Human beings are designed to be generous. And today, I just want to remind you of that. I want us to look at Scripture real quick here and, 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 and get some, some information from here as we're, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. We're, this is a generosity season. We only do this a couple of times a year. We, have, we, we, we talk about generosity a few times a year. And and this is the season to do that. This is the season to be reminded of why we're here, our purpose, what we're doing. So let's look at that today. And here's what Proverbs 11.24, and I'm going to be digging into the Proverbs today, speak from 
from our, the, the Proverbs on, on, on the idea of generosity. And it says the world of the generous get larger and larger. It means it, uh, those who are generous, their world gets really, really big. They get influential. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And how many of you can relate to that? When you're stingy and you hold things in, uh, it, it's a very small world. It's your world and nothing else. But those who are generous, those, I've, I've got friends who, who have the ability to make money and, 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 uh, and do incredible things. And they are like, the, uh, I've got one friend. He's probably one of the wealthiest people in Virginia Beach. And he is the most generous guy. If I ever need, he's a believer. He loves the Lord. And I can call on him. If I have anybody that needs any help, he's there. See, God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. And that's what I want to talk about today. That our worlds can be big if we are generous and, 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 and the world of the stingy is, is small. And almost every verse in the Bible, uh, it doesn't focus on the receiver. It focuses on how blessed the giver is. It really does. I mean, God wants us to be blessed. And we are blessed to be a blessing. And there are those who have large bank accounts, but their hearts are empty. They got full bank accounts, but their hearts are empty. And God doesn't want us to have that small, stingy you know, little world, he wants to open up our worlds to, to big things. Here's what Winston Churchill said. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. You can make a living. You can get by. But you want a life, a big life, by what we give. Mother Teresa said it like this. A life not lived for others is a life not lived at all. It's not lived and as we learned in week one uh, last week, uh, Michael shared, you know, three questions. And it really challenged me when I was listening to the message. It said, where did it all go? At the end of this life, we're going to ask these questions no matter where we are. Where did it all go? Well, what did I spend it on? And, and did it really make a difference in eternity? When we're standing before God one day, is it really, you know, the amount of money I have in my bank account, the large house that I, I left. I mean, really, is there something that's going to go on past where I am and who I am? You know, like, is it really making a difference in this world? So let's look at what it means to be a, the world of the generous. The world of the generous is big, right? Let, let's look at that. The, number, the first thing that, that generosity does, generosity, uh, the, or the generous, rather, are happy. <laughs> They're just happy people. Why? Are, are, are people happy? Well, th ask this. I mean, when you do something nice for somebody, doesn't it make you feel good? <laughs> doesn't it make you feel good uh, when, when you buy your children uh, Christmas gifts? You don't even have to get anything for Christmas, you know. But you just like to watch your kids get those gifts. What well, doesn't make you feel good if you're a parent, right? Or if you just spontaneously do something for a friend or, or somebody who's just in need and they're not even asking for it, doesn't it make you feel good how about that kid at the lemonade stand you know in the summertime and you don't you, they have this watered down kool-aid you know and they're selling it and and then they're 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 you just go i'm gonna buy that you don't even care about the lemonade you just want to give to this kid and they're like pouring it and they got their little finger in it you know and stuff you know while they're pouring it and it's spilling all over the place and and they're like hanging all over it but you're just like so excited aren't you to 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 uh to buy that lemonade why is that because we are actually built some Something inside of us. There are actually chemicals inside of us 
that uh, uh, neurotransmitters that, that, that make us feel good. God created us that way. We, we actually have dopamine and ser- uh, uh, serotonin that is released in our bodies and, and endorphins that like painkillers, you know, it's better than any drug. <laughs> really, God has a natural drug built in us to make us feel good because we were built and made to be generous. God made you that way. That's why Proverbs 11.25 says, the, pre, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will also be what? Refreshed. You will be refreshed when you're generous. And in Proverbs 21.26, some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. We love to give. It's fun for us. It's exciting for us. And there's something fun about it. That's why we do things like the turkey drop. We started off just bringing in turkeys, and that was good enough. You know, we had a truck outside, and people would bring in turkeys, and we'd make a big deal about it, you know. And then, like, let's have more fun. Why don't we just have food and a celebration with giving? Giving should be fun. We have these random acts of kindness cards. You have orange cards on the table near you. Just go out and bless somebody. Do something fun. Give them, give them a, give somebody a good tip or, or, or have fun with it. We actually had um, a, 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 a movie. Uh, 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 we were at a restaurant one time when a movie star walked into place. Uh, y'all remember John Locke from from Lost? He was there um, eating on the table over from us. Miranda and I were there, and uh, and 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 you know our table decided just to pay for him and his family's food. You know, and I was like, wow, we even do it for movie stars. You know, it doesn't even have to be the poor, right? The poor is not just they need Jesus too. And it was just an exciting time to do that. We we can have fun with. These these things. So let's, you know, the generous are happy. We, 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 we're happy to do it. We, we love to do these things. The generous are also compassionate, okay? Generous people are in tune with the injustice of the world. Generous people want to be compassionate. They, they, they see problems and they want to meet those needs. And, that, and, and wherever the church is, as I mentioned before, Communities are changed. Environments are changed. Things are changed for the better. It can actually make a city better by virtue of the churches being here. By Salt Church being in Virginia Beach, it is making our community a better place because we see the needs and we want to meet those needs. And we have a lot of ways here at, at Salt that we, we meet the needs of, of, of people. During COVID, we did, we did so much. We didn't want to sit still. We couldn't meet. We, 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 even, even this past year, we bounced around a lot, but we kept doing, we kept giving, and we were able to give to, to the elderly that weren't able to get out of the house. You know, we dropped groceries off. At their at their steps, we we've helped. Uh, we at, at Christmas time, we we nominate families in here that we take care of families right here in our church because we believe in taking care of our own, not only taking care of our community but our own. The people here that don't have a good Christmas because they just they're struggling and they're not even asking for us. And we blessed three families last year with Christmas, you know. So we we want we see the needs and we meet those needs. And, uh, and, and, and this past week, we were just sitting around the table, and here's my heart, guys, my vision. Like, I want to know what this city needs. I want to sit down with the mayor of the city. I want to sit down with the city council. Just what 
would shake the city. What can salt do? Because it's not really about us just building a building, although we're planning, we're building a building, we need an institution to work out of. Obviously, it it makes it uh, a lot healthier situation, but it's not just about a building in a community where we're expecting people to come in, right? It's about us going and meeting the people where they are. And I was talking with my team just this, and I just want to, I want, God, what does this city need? Let's meet them there. And, uh, and we, we got an email just the other week from uh, Betty Williams Elementary. If you're not familiar, they're just a, a hurting uh, community uh, here in Virginia Beach. But, uh, and some of our people have been involved there. And, and the social worker that works with that school contacted us, and, 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 and she, she contacted Christina. She says, listen, I, I, don't, I know maybe this is a lost cause. We've called a lot of people. But listen, I, I need, we, we need people to help us. We've got, we, we're wanting to put dinners together for families in need in this community. We've got kids that don't have dads in the home and don't have moms in the home. We have kids that are pretty much orphans. They're on the streets, and we're trying to figure out how to help them. And look, it's lost cause. And Letty was almost in tears when she was talking to Christina about this. And she says, I, I, I just don't know. I know y'all are doing the turkey drop. I saw it online, and, and I just wanted to contact you and see if, if there's anything you can do. And, and we, we just, you know, obviously we can't help everybody in the city, but all of us felt drawn to this. So we're providing 20 families at, uh, at Betty Williams uh, uh, Elementary this, this, this season, this Thanksgiving season. We're just going to bless them, amen? We're going to do that. We're going to do that, and we're going to get involved a little more over there. We feel God leading us to that, to that school. And Jesse and I were talking about the youth. He's, he handles our youth here. And, and uh, we, were, we were in the coffee shop a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just sharing my heart. He's sharing his heart. And we're like, you know what? We can't just expect them to show up. We can't expect the youth to show up. And we walked right out that, that building talking about it. And we saw you know, 20 or 30 kids out there just hanging out in the park. And I'm telling you guys, we, we, we've, you know, I've, been, I've been over there to the pizza place eating with some friends and stuff. And I watch these kids come up because I've connected with some of these kids. Some of them know me from the surf community. And these kids don't have anywhere to go. And they have these red eyes and they're getting involved in drugs. And heroin's terrible at the oceanfront. And they're getting sucked into these relationships. And, 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 and we're like, why would they do that? Well, they don't have moms or they don't have dads that are really at home and they're just kind of here and there hanging out with their friends. What if they had somewhere to come? Can we meet them where they are? And so so we're, we're, we're considering, what, who can we partner with in this community? What can we do to bring these kids in, to draw them in? Where can we meet them rather than expecting them to come to meet us, right? We want to go out. We see the need. These kids need to be saved. These kids need to be helped. They, 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 we, we, we want to capture our kids. And I have a real heart for, for kids and teenagers because if we don't catch them before they get to adult age uh, where will they be and what will they do and how much harder it will for them to be rescued by the blood of Jesus Christ so those are things that the, the, the generous the generous are compassionate we, we look for ways to need and here's what prob, uh, the needs of the community and Proverbs 21 says this if a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor he too will cry out and not be answered right 
Let's listen to the needs around us. Three, the generous are blessed. We're blessed. We're actually blessed. When we give, God blesses us. Now, I want to be careful with this because many of you have been hurt by the church because of the five offerings in a church service. And, and you're going to be, uh, uh, if, if you give this, you're going to get double back, you know. And, and, and you're going to get, you know, and people are investing to get back. If you put five, if you see $500 in this offering, you're going to get 1000 Some of you get 1500 and 2000 and, 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 and people are like, oh, yeah, and you're giving. But we don't want that to be the reason you give. Let me tell you, you are blessed. And, and, and maybe financially. You might be financially blessed. I can tell you, and I've got stories, and I may not have time to share them today, all, all the stories of people that are blessed financially that have decided to give and t- to take this next step. Well, I'll just go ahead and share one with you. Yeah, why, not? why not? Yeah, I, I challenged uh, uh, someone on our leadership team. Uh, on tithing, even, even you know, they, they weren't tithing. I'm like, well, how can you expect? You're like, well, you know, that, that we expect our church to, to be faithful tithers, tithers and givers and be generous. And, and you're not even tithing. So she felt the need to tithe. She did it, and she was kind of mad at me. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it, was, it was a very pleasant conversation. But, you know, when you talk about money, that's kind of a grip. That's a grip on us, right? It's always hard to talk about money from the pulpit. Some of you here today all know it's one of those sermons. You know, I chose the one day when we're going to talk about generosity, one series. And, and I promise you this is like the one time of the year we actually do a series on this. And, uh, but, but, but she says, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to test God at this. She tests God. The very next day, she arrives at their private school where they have three kids in school and because her husband was uh, mother was having some medical issues the principal came out and says the lord has led us it was a christian school the lord has led us to cover your tuition for the entire month right so so god does bless okay god blesses financially when we when we do that but that's not that shouldn't be our motivation okay we shouldn't be be led to do it because, oh, you know, you should do it. And it's not that. God just wants you to be blessed. And that could be blessed in any way. There's all kinds of ways we can be blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing, right? And we're very blessed people. And here's what Proverbs 22 says. Blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor, right? We bless the, the feed. And it's not just the homeless. It's not just the poor that we think are poor in America. It's the poor in spirit. It's the poor, those who, who, who need relationships, those who need spiritual food. We, we, they, these are the poor. We bless people. And in and, and, uh, 28, 27, it says, Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. It actually says they'll be cursed. And so we, we, we want to be generous. We, we are blessed when we are generous. But when we're stingy, our worlds become small. And God can't work with us. Fourth, the generous are rewarded, okay? The generous are rewarded. Now, this is another one I want to be careful with, okay? First of all, I want to say, you don't have to do anything to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is free. He, he's gave, God is the most generous God that He gave His Son, Jesus. And this is what Christianity, this is what we build 
our whole belief system on. And if this crumbles, everything else crumbles. That Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead and proved that he was God. And he is the son of God who gave his life for our sins. And, he, and we, have, we can know him. He's a free gift. Nothing that we earn. And God doesn't have to reward us because he's already rewarded us. We shouldn't want anything else or need anything else. But God's so good, he does it anyway. He rewards us, and the Bible talks about rewards. And one day we're before God, and there will be reward. There'll be like this reward ceremony. And, 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 and God says, I'm, I'm going to reward you. In fact, here's what Proverbs says. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. He will repay you. And I picture us in heaven one day, you know, before, the, before God. And God's got this big reward ceremony going on. You know, like where you get the ribbons and you get the trophies. And, you get, and, and we're going to be so in awe of God when we're in heaven. It's like, God, you don't have... We don't deserve anything. It's okay, God. No, God, I just want you, and I'm here with you, and, and I'm, I'm experiencing you, and God's going to be like, no, 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 no. This is my time. This is my turn. I got the stage, and I'm rewarding you for the good that you did in this life. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, but the Lord will repay you. Revelation says it like this. Look, I am coming soon bringing my reward with me to repay all the people according to their deeds. So we ought to be legacy givers, legacy life. We need to live a legacy, something that lives past us. I love that idea of legacy giving. If we give towards the future, if we give towards future generations, I I, I love that idea uh, that we live beyond our life because what we do for ourselves will die with us, but what we do for others lives beyond us. You need to write that down. What we do for ourselves will die with us, okay? Be a small world, but what we do for others will live with us. With legacy givers, gift of giving, ability to... Some people even have the ability to make money. and You can actually accelerate the vision of Salt Church by just being a giver. Psalm 112 says they they share freely and give generously to those in need and their good deeds will be remembered for what? Forever. Forever. Our deeds, what we do, and it's not just money, it's it's other things. And I'll talk about those in just a second. They will be influenced, they will they will have influence and honor. And whatever you have in your life, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about everything. Uh, it's when you give yourself. It's when you sacrifice everything that you are for the legacy that you're going to leave. Everybody wants to live for something more than an now. And he wants to make you rich in every way. In fact, 2 Corinthians 9.11 says it like this. You will be rich in every way. Not just financially, okay? So he's not talking about money here. He's like in every way so that you can be generous. What? In every occasion, every moment of your life and your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So let me just give you uh, uh, just a few things and then we'll, we'll close this message. Generosity, uh, we, we can be generous in many ways. We can be generous with our time, number one. We can be generous with our time. Sometimes time is more valuable than money. Did you know that? 
And sometimes your time, uh, the, the give time, cleaning. Uh, Jesse comes in here and cleans the bathrooms before we have service in the morning. Amen? I mean, and, and that was important to us because we want you guys to go into a bathroom that smells nice and is clean, right? And, and um, you, can, you, you can set up signs. There's, keep, there's people that are doing children's ministry or giving their time so that your kids can have a pleasant environment, a fun environment, a safe environment to worship while you worship. You can, give, you can be generous with your talent, okay? Some of you are like, I'm not talented. Well, yes, you are. You are talented. Uh, from, uh, everybody's a 10 in something, okay? You might not be American Idol talented, okay? And some of you aren't, so don't even try, okay? Don't even go on the show. Don't even try to audition, please. Don't be a William Hung or anything like that, you know? Like, like, like <laughs> do, just, just, ex- but you're talented in something, some of you can fix things. Some of you are good administrators. Some of you see things that others can't see because you're good at something. You're talented. Everybody is. And we believe in this church that we, we, we want to give you that opportunity to identify these grace gifts that God gives us. He calls them grace gifts in, in Scripture. Uh, they're, they're kairos, grace gifts. Everybody is endowed. It's something that you can do, something that you have. Uh, that something that, that, that just feels right, that, that fits you. It's like a coat that you put on. This is mine. I got this. This is my thing. A gift, a grace gift. You can be generous with your touch. Now, this is just something very, very, very simple. Your touch. You can write a letter to somebody, send a text to somebody. It costs you nothing to just touch somebody's life in some way, a smile, sympathize with them, speak up, serve. Uh, and then at times, sometimes you do need to sacrifice. Sacrifice a little bit. Do something that does cost you something. Uh, touch somebody's life and then generous in your treasure. And that is your money. And, 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 and take what you have. And we believe in budgeting. We teach that uh, throughout our church, you know, uh, in our series, you know, we, we budget out uh, as, as believers. We budget out that first 10% and then we do what we can. Now, what you don't have, you can't do, right? So if, you, if, you're, if you're not wealthy, you, 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 can't, you can't give extravagantly, okay? But you can do something, right? But, but, but what we do is we, we teach, you know, the 10% and then beyond that is... is um, is offering and giving, and, and we try to extend that. My wife and I, we, 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 we up that percentage every year. <laughs> a little more, a little more, a little more, and we test God at it, and God always blesses us. And He does amazing things with it. And if God is prompting you to do something, maybe, maybe it's something like a big tip for somebody at a restaurant. Is God prompting you to just, just do something for somebody? If your treasure, it's your treasure. Luke 6, 38 and closing, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. It will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, and this is really important, and this isn't just talking about money, this is general generosity. Okay, the context of the scripture, a lot of people use it for money, but that's a part of it. But it's bigger. It's bigger than money. Okay, for the measure you use, it will be measured to you. If that's the case, I want to do whatever I can. Whatever I can do. And let me let me say this. If you live this way. Uh, If you live this way, you will never regret it, okay? 
If you live with this uh, generosity in mind, you, you will never regret it. If you live with this, this idea that I am blessed to be a blessing, you can put God to the test. He even tells you, test me at this. Test me at this. And he blesses. The name of this church is Salt. And Salt wasn't just a name, a cool kind of hipster beach name for a church that we just came up with. Uh, It was prayer and intentionality. Because when Jesus mentioned salt, there was a lot of people on the side of a hill listening to him speak. And they were nobodies in society. They weren't kings. They weren't rulers. And in that day, you had to be somebody to make a difference. Jesus radically changed that perspective by saying, you are the salt of the earth. And you are the light unto the world. We have a saying here that says, salt always makes a difference. And a little bit of salt goes along way. You are salt. Why? Because Jesus says you are salt. And he, a little bit of you, with a whole lot of God filled inside of you, can go a long way. Imagine a world where we all got that. Imagine a world where we all realize that we are salt, that we are light unto this world, that we would be generous, that we we would all step up. And in such a time as this, where it's so dark, people are scared, the economy's here and there, people's money is kind of going here and there, and we don't know what to think anymore. People are divided on how to do it. What better way than to step up and be generous the way Jesus calls us to be generous generous people but like the bee because we are here working loving reaching touching we are making a difference don't ever think you're not making a difference by your little bit your little service your little act Father, challenge us today, God. We want and desire to be more like you as believers, God. You've given us everything. You've given us hope. And you've given us life. Today, we're going to take the next step, wherever we are in our spiritual walk. A little closer to you. Stretch us a little further. Because we truly believe that we are salt salt always makes a difference and in that same spirit of prayer there may be some of you that have come here today you just it's your first time you may not even know why you're here you're like you know I haven't maybe you've fallen out of church maybe you've never come come to church before maybe you were disenchanted by the church whatever it is can I just tell you don't don't, don't put all that aside today because Jesus gave the greatest gift of generosity his only son so that you could have life and have life, not just life, but life abundantly. So why not consider Jesus Christ 
His generous gift that is free for you. If you would just pray this with me, Father. Today, I'm prompted, Lord, just to open my heart to you. I give you my life. Come into my heart. Make me new, God. I love you, Lord. I realize that you had died for my sins and, 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 and that you live today. Will you come into my heart and change me from the inside out? I surrender my life to you. Can y'all give God a hand clap of praise? Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for being.